You're listening to Movie Bomb. You can catch us live on Twitch every Monday evening from 8pm. Link in the episode description. Welcome to the stream. Uh, you're here watching Movie Bong every Monday evening on Twitch. Uh, we chat movies, and then I edit it up as a as a neat little podcast on the interweb. I'm joined here with my fantastic colleague, uh, Mr. Mike Milling. How are you today, Mike? I'm okay, thanks. Yeah, I'm live. I'm here. We're you're... back. It's Monday. Ah. <laughs> um, now. Uh, what is there to say? What is there to say? What is our theme this week? Our theme this week is, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward, but it might be a little bit more abstract than most weeks. We're, we're talking about modern mad science movies, not to be confused with your run-of-the-mill mad scientist film. Uh, Mike, could you help me out with this definition here? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not going into sci-fi necessarily, although it essentially is. <laughs> but yep. it's, uh, I'd say, like scientists and science projects. Um, things to do with science, scientists in movies. Sure. Um, so, yeah, like anything to do with um, science projects, anything dealing with science. I, kn I know, obviously, when you say mad science, you're going to think of people like Frankenstein and... Um, and, you know, the big mad, mad, mad bastards. And I think that's where the origins of uh, the genre we're discussing today come from. But we're talking about more modern iterations, you know, uh, you're, you're back to the futures almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got your mad scientist in that, Doc Brown. Um, I mean, if we're talking about science projects uh, or, or science movies, Ghostbusters is a huge sort of scientist um, comedy, isn't it? Um, so there's all that kind of stuff, um, but I like I like the title "Weird Science." Now mm -hmm. it, I think it, it's a great name for a genre. Now I know that is an '80s movie about two nerds who make a woman to have sex with, um, <laughs> which is <laughs> quite the problematic movie. <laughs> but um, I think the, the title "Weird Science" is a great thing for what we're what we're talking about here sort of uh yeah just weird science movies totally um well we watch uh, movies on this channel every friday evening and this friday just gone we watched my science project which is uh, definitely a movie from this genre um it was in cinemas in 1985 um you know i don't want to i don't want to be too harsh but it was dog shit um, <laughs> but it does feature Dennis Hopper as a as a very entertaining college professor. It, it did, yeah, and it was weird because it had uh, Dennis Hopper playing like a couple of Dennis Hopper characters within one Dennis <laughs> Hopper performance. At the beginning, I'm sure he's like breathing in uh, uh, like oxygen or something, and he and he's similar to <laughs> uh, Blue Velvet, the villain. It's <laughs> very similar might, to yeah. to Blue Velvet. That might have been an in joke. But then later on, he's meant to have come back from like the fucking 60s and he's basically the character he was in Easy Rider. So um, it's interesting. It but, does uh, seem to be a, a collage of 
performances yeah. he's done in the past, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so this film takes a while to get going. The first hour is a bit wishy-washy. The, the last half hour is fucking good because you've got ape men, you've got dinosaurs, you've got a gladiator, you've got mutants, um, you've got loads of shit. But um, it's 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 quite similar to a horror movie called Waxwork, which is um, a lot better actually. But it's more of a horror movie. Uh, this is more of a teen high school movie. They mess around with time warps, um, weird shit. They go back to a military base and they find some shit that he wants to use as a science project, and uh, shit happens. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it it's an odd it's an odd movie, and we were commenting uh, whilst watching it about how how vague it was it's a very vague film it's a very vague film like the 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 the, the threat is uh is kind of unclear that the they sort of uncover uh an ancient device um but but it's it's really unclear what this device even does um sort of gaps in time appear but then it also seems to uh generate its own power and feed off of power and 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 eat Dennis Hopper for a reason. <laughs> yeah, because it like brings stuff back from the future, right? Or back from past. Back no, it brings stuff from the past. I'm already getting confused. <laughs> there's there's a Greek vase at one point from the past. Yeah. Yeah. And then like an axe and, and they just start like little trinkets and things start coming in from the past until later on there's like a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> um, you, you quite like the dinosaur though you you seem to think the yeah. the second act kind of kind of picked up i did um and i should point out we like we did um we just did a podcast about dinosaurs um and today uh while we're recording this is the 100th well it should have been the 100th birthday of ray harryhausen who oh. was uh, oh i didn't know that so uh, full respect to the master of uh, the animatronic dinosaur. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll probably know his work from Clash of the Titans. I'm a big fan of Clash of the Titans. Uh, he did Jason all of like the model work. Yes, Jason the Argonauts. Um, just, he, he was fantastic. But uh, yeah, so big shout out. So like, yeah, I, I, I liked the last half hour because it featured dinosaurs and ape men and mutants and shit. Although this film also features Fisher Stevens who um, was an, oh, yeah. actor, an actor in the 80s who a lot of people will recognise for, <laughs> for for the fact that he played a, a sort of Pakistani character in um, Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2, uh, when he's not um, in any way uh, Indian, Pakistani, or he, he, he yeah. <laughs> it's interesting casting. And even in this, he made a few controversial faux pas. Um, yeah, yeah. Didn't he? in in general, it was it was a bit weird. Uh, I mean, I find his casting now in in multiple films has been awkward to say the least. Uh, but but it is it, it, this movie is is free for your viewing pleasure on YouTube. Um, so if if you want to see uh, the actor who is famous for blacking up in both Short Circuit movies, uh, pretend to be a high school bully, then. Uh, and this is the one for you. We're not sure what he is in that film. He's either a bully or a nerd or a joker or a criminal or I, d I don't know what he is. Well, he, he looks like he's about to break out into song at any point. He, he looks like a character from um, from West Side Story or Grease. Yeah, Grease. Yeah, Grease. 
yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Watch it. It's on YouTube. Now, what what are the other films that uh, would be considered in this category that we'd like to discuss today? I believe you've been watching a few films in preparation for this episode. Yeah, well, if you want to talk more about the weird, um, much like my science project, um, high school, um, yeah, science project movie. Obviously, yeah, we mentioned weird science. I don't know how you feel about weird science. Do you, have you seen it in a long time? I, I, don't, I don't think, I think it's I've definitely not- seen it. But like, I don't remember much of it. I, I remember a '90s TV series. Yes, yes. Or yes. Weird Science more than the movie, which might sound sacrilege to some. There was yes, there was a TV show made after it with an actress from Kingpin called I think she's called Vanessa Angel or something. Um, and she, yeah, she played the uh, Kelly the Rock character. Um, but the original I loved as a kid, and. You, like it was one of those sort of slightly naughty films but it wasn't really actually naughty when you watch it <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but like as a teenager it was and it's that sort of fantasy of of they they, they make this sort of woman i mean it's a very misogynistic and horrible sort of fantasy right now <laughs> but, <laughs> um but yeah they i mean they don't actually have sex with her in the film anyway um, i feel like that the, the teen sci-fi genre um, was, was so uh, male focused for so long, yeah. and in, in part still is, uh, until sort of like um, Buffy for me kind of turns that around. I mean, I, obviously, I'm not considering Buffy as a part of the genre we're discussing today, but in the wider uh, science yeah. fiction genre, I think yeah. it 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 um, it was very groundbreaking. Yeah, well, I think in science fiction, horror, all that, the, yeah, um, lots of leaps have been made. But it's interesting, yeah, talking about the sort of the scientist movie uh, or the science project movie, you're possibly right. There probably is a very lack, a, a real lack of female representation. Um, so my science project, I, orig- I thought in my head that it was this other movie that I, I had memories all my life. I have these memories of this weird fucking movie that I think I saw in Butlins. And in Butlins, they do like a cinema, but in Butlins, they can show anything. Um, so they often just show like shit weird TV movies. Or um, I remember watching a Van Damme movie, No Retreat, No Surrender. Um, and the Michael J. Fox movie, Secret of My Success. I also saw Les Dennis, but we won't talk about that. Um, in Butlins. Wait, so so you, you watched movies at, at, at Butlins? Yeah, they did like a cinema and you go see it. And um, and I had this weird memory of this strange movie starring Courtney Cox about um, these teenagers. and there was Scream. Of, uh, well, no, this way before that. This was like way before Friends. This was eight, 1985 uh, is this film that I'm talking about. Um, same year as My Science Project. And <laughs> basically weird film. Courtney Cox was in it. There was a frozen man and he ate candy bars. And that's all I remembered about the film. There was a big frozen man and Courtney Cox. <laughs> um, so then I found a track it down recently. I watched it last night. It's called Misfits of Science. It's on YouTube as well. Oh, really? Is, yeah. And it's um, it, we could have easily watched it after my science project the other night. Um, it, it was the same year. And a fantastic double bill for that. It's, it's a TV movie, the first episode pilot. Is called um, Misfits of Science, Deep Freeze, the pilot episode. Um, and so the pilot episode's a movie, but then the rest, which I think the, the episodes are on YouTube, 
uh, are about 45 minutes. So this was sort of like, they'd often do release a TV movie, then later on they'd release, you know, TV series. Um, but I found them are all on YouTube. Um, it's fucking weird. It's like about this research, the, the, this, they're a bit like Ghostbusters. They're a bit like, uh, they're just the, these two scientists. One of them is this really tall black guy who can't play basketball and is embarrassed about that. Um, <laughs> well, that, that's like a main plot point of the show. Well, well, it's one of the things about him and he, he takes a serum that makes him shrink uh, when he presses the back of his neck. Uh, so he, he presses a little pressure point at the back of his neck and he shrinks. Um, well, interesting point. I think the guy that plays him is actually the guy who played the Predator and uh, Bigfoot and Bigfoot and Hendersons and stuff. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. That's very cool. He's, he's massive, basically. Um, so that's the whole... So there's these two guys, this 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 wisecracking um, sort of, you know, Peter Venkman-style blonde white guy, and then you've got his um, his mate, the really tall seven foot guy who can shrink um <laughs> and yeah and and they work for this sort of research company and then and they they deal with um just people with weird powers and shit and, and scientific anomalies um and they do experiments and and, and yeah one like at points i thought it was going to turn into a sort of police academy style uh comedy but <laughs> it it's very sort of x-men there's a there's there's a rock star character who can shoot lightning bolts out of his hands. Uh, Courtney Cox has telekinesis powers, really strong, like Carrie-esque ones <laughs> that can fuck stuff up. Um, is this just? Yeah. Are, is it this? Aren't you just describing the X Men? Yeah, but this was a movie in 1985. Well, it was a TV show, and it was called Misfits of Science. It was a complete X Men ripoff, um, but it's just it's 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 a strange anomaly. Um, but like I really enjoyed it. I was watching it last night and it's bizarre, but it is just the X-Men well before they ever filmed the X-Men. Oh, no, that sounds, that, that's really intriguing. I, I'm, I'm always interested in these, um, these TV shows that time forgot that, um, yeah. you know, that, that are kind of ambitious it in really their own was. way. Yeah. You know, um, th th there were a lot of, um, TV shows, particularly American TV shows, uh, sci-fi American TV shows in the 90s that had a lot of scope, despite them <laughs> not actually being very good. What was, yeah. was Space Precinct? Was that one of them? Yes. Space what Precinct. Do you remember that? It's in my head, but I, don't, I can't remember it at all. I can just remember like the title. Or like, I remember the flying the flying cars. That they were like a big part of space space yes. precinct. Yes. They had like really cool um yeah. well, that'd be one to check out again because I'm totally gonna start watching Misfits of Science now that I've seen it all on YouTube. I don't <laughs> remember the pilot. But um but you know when you've just got these mad mad memories in your head as a kid, and then when you actually see them again, it's weird. Um, so yeah, Misfits of Science. So check it out. It's a weird one. It's all on YouTube. Um, the movie and then the rest of the episodes. I, yeah, I, I'm watching it at the moment. It's mad. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, didn't you say there was a there was a not there was another film that you watched? Didn't you? My, my red. Yes, there was. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell that I've done no research for this episode and I'm I'm covering <laughs> terribly. <laughs> You're just relying on all the movies that I've watched. You just remembered that I have no life. 
Uh, <laughs> um, hi, Mike. Could you could you carry the podcast for another five <laughs> ten minutes? That'd be great. <laughs> well, actually, I did um, watch a movie today, um, which was about uh, <laughs> real life scientist. Um, I better Google his name. Actually, actually, no, it's up here. Alan um, Turing. No, 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 no. This is a movie called The Aeronauts. Um, oh yeah. And yeah. So basically, it starts. It starts Eddie Redmayne. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, what is what's the other one? Felicity Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same lead couple as um, the as the Alan. Ch- no, as the they've done Stephen a movie Hawkins. together, right? Stephen Hawkins. Yes. Everything. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's the one. Yes, scientist. He was a mad scientist. Um, right. So he still is, isn't he? He's dead, isn't he? Stephen Hawking? Yeah. Didn't he die, like, last year? Is Stephen Hawking dead? Yeah. Died recently. Can you remember all the names? No, no, he's not. Steve, I'm Googling no. that. I'm Googling that. Uh, ridiculous. Okay, well, I'll, I, I'll talk about this No, it's, it's stupid. He's not dead. So anyway, the aeronauts, the aeronauts. He's dead. Big. Yes. He's yes. He's dead. We're not having a memorial Hawkins episode now. Mate, this Everyone is. Knows. I'm devastated. Well, he's dead. Fourteenth of twenty eighteen. He's been dead two years, mate. He's been dead two years, two months. No, and I've not even. You probably commented it on the time. All right. Well, can we have a? Can we have a moment? Of, of respect. We have to. <laughs> okay, yeah. There we go. Moment done. Anyway, The Aeronauts um, is based on the true story of James Glacier, who went higher than any human being had gone before in a hot air balloon uh, in 1862. So, um, basically, yeah, it, it's a sort of biopic, an adventure. Of, uh, of that story uh, and about this famous scientist, uh, the English meteorologist, James Glacier. Um, and he went up, he, he, well, he was sort of um, pioneering the, the whole concept of uh, weather prediction, right? So like all what we know as weathermen and everything, meteorologists, you know, he, he was hugely uh, pioneering in that. And before, before he like, he did his stuff, people were saying like, well, you know why? Why the fuck do we need to know the weather or what? What they didn't really understand what um, the real scientific merit was to it. So um, he's he's sort of like an olden days Piers Corbin, uh, D- Jeremy Corbin's brother Piers Corbin. is a is a meteorologist. Oh. He, he predicts right. the weather from his shed, right? Um, and apparently, he's more accurate than the Met. Well, maybe he know. Yeah, maybe he he's in tune with this glacier guy. Um, but but he also doesn't believe in global warming. No. So you know you can't have them all. No. Um, doesn't David Lynch do like weather reports from his um, from like a little podcast studio or somebody? I'm sure. Well, he does all sorts of shit. <laughs> he's mad. Um, anyway, so so this is sort of the true story about um, the origins of 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 weather prediction in that way um 
you know, you wouldn't have your Michael Fish Weatherman without <laughs> without James Glacier. Um, so this is about him going up in this hot air balloon with um, Felicity Jones's character, Amelia Wren. Now, she is completely made up. Uh-huh. She has replaced his male co-pilot in real life. Mm-hmm. It was, I should say his name so he gets some respect because nobody knows who he is because he's, he was he was completely taken out of this movie. <laughs> and his name is Henry, Henry Tracy Coxwell. Now, I, I, I'm not sure. I think maybe the Coxwell family might be a bit pissed off that uh, he was just, his character was just completely replaced by... Uh, a more extravagant sort of circus pilot that Amelia that Amelia Wren is that Felicity Jones plays, um, so, but it's anyway it's a good film and uh, it's exciting. It's visually really cool. Um, if you you know just like a big uh, balloon um, going around in the sky and the clouds, it, it it looks awesome. This is um this is available on Amazon as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. It was an Amazon Prime film. It only came out a couple of months ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it is good. A little bit empty in places, maybe. It's bare, like a little, a little bare. They, they, you know, you're watching the, the thing in real time, sort of. The, you're watching the um, balloon ride, sort of, in real time. So within that, you've got flashbacks to you know, how, how they met and his research and, and you know, the other scientists going, oh, what are you doing? You know, you're wasting your time with whoever, um, you know, and all shit like that. But um, well, I, I could imagine, like, back in those days, if you if you told your parents that you wanted to get into weather, yeah, I imagine they would have had a similar um, reaction to when I told my parents <laughs> I, I wanted to do comedy. Yeah. You know, they'd be like, oh, well, well, is there much money in weather? <laughs> you know, yeah. what, what are your job prospects in the world of weather? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Will the weather economy, weather, <laughs> the, the, this, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but w- w- will know. you be safe within Everybody the weather goes. industry? You always take the weather with you, <laughs> as Crowded House once said. But, um, uh, yeah, so, like, he does have a, a dad in this, played by Tom Courtney, with um, a big handlebar moustache, and he, he is exactly like that. He's saying, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Messing with weather. And there's other people saying, like, uh, Eddie, what the fuck are you doing, mate? <laughs> You're looking at clouds. Yeah, um, like, how do they, how do they illustrate his, his, his love for weather? I mean, is he, what is he, is he, is he drawing lots of, Rainbows or it's what, what's he Eddie doing? Redman. You you can you can imagine it's there's a lot of shots of him like holding a, a, a looking glass and like you know staring at the sky. I, and I saying, tell you what, I you bet I mean? is this film ninety percent Eddie Redmayne looking wistful? Well, there's there's bits of it, but luckily there's so much sort of action on the on the balloon. He doesn't have time because you know they're, they're getting like fucking frozen. They get they're having to cut bits off the balloon. It gets fucking intense. But there are but there are some wisty bits. Oh yeah, shitloads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is and this is by a good writer actually, screenwriter Jack Fawn, who um, co-wrote a lot of the This Is England stuff with um, Shea Meadows, and he's done a lot of stuff and movies and shit. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a good sort of afternoon movie. Visually, it's it's very good. I'd, I'd recommend it. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting film about weather. And I mean, when was the last time one of them came out? Twister? <laughs> it does look like um, one Gee, of those movies that you could watch with the whole family on a rainy Sunday afternoon. And I'm, I'm glad that you've said it isn't shit because I'll probably give it a watch now. Um, no, I mean, I'm not saying it's amazing, but it is oh. like, um, <laughs> there's, nothing really, there's nothing really bad about it. It's, 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 it's entertaining and it's visually really stunning. So um, I recommend getting, yeah, get as stoned as you can. <laughs> and, uh, as long as you can take Eddie Redmayne looking wistful, holding a, a looking glass um, or, you know, a, a spyglass telescope thing, then, then you'll be fine. Okay, cool. No, that, that, that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting re- recommendation. I'll definitely, um, I'll definitely be having a look at that. Um, a movie that, that, that loosely fits into this genre, which is one that I will always take an opportunity to plug, is The Void. If you haven't seen The Void, go and watch The Void. Uh, the Void is a really good film. Uh, small indie horror um, set in a, in a hospital in America. Um, you know, a bit of a, um, a bottle scenario. You know, they're all, they're all trapped in a hospital and strange goings-on occur. Um, but it's just fantastically made for a small, uh, low-budget flick. Uh, it's available on most platforms. Um, you will be able to find it. And also, I, I'm always intrigued by the fact that there never seemed to be a follow-up film from, from you know, its creators. I, I know that its creators have gone on to work, but, like, um, you know, the director hasn't gone on to make anything else substantial, nor the production team, to my knowledge. If anybody knows anything different, please let me know. Um, but a fantastic standalone movie that I think more people should have seen. Yeah, brilliant practical effects. Um, so, yeah, like, the mad scientist things always fit well into comedies, I think. I mean, um, The Man With Two Brains with Steve Martin. Yeah, I think it, yeah, good shout. A classic. Um, it's a real surreal movie, that real surreal comedy. Um, I don't know how you feel about the Nutty Professor movies. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we're talking about the original, uh, Jerry Lewis. I don't know if you've ever seen the original. Um, they're pretty good. But then, obviously, in the 90s, Eddie Murphy happened. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, took the Nutty Professor films and uh, really went with them. Uh, <laughs> he really... Well, he did something with him, and uh, Nutty Professor Two, the clubs. I mean, what about Young Frankenstein? <laughs> oh yes, now Young Frankenstein, like a, a parody of the original Mad Scientist film. Uh, yeah. I know Mel Brooks had a lot of issues getting this made. He he did not have the blessings of the studio. Um, <laughs> But I think it was off his successes of, of of a previous film. I forget what came first before that. Was it was it producers before that? No, that that was a film much later. Um, I think producers was possibly before. Oh, was there an early version that I'm unaware of? I apologise. Okay. I, I always knew of it as a stage version before the. Um, well, obviously there was the original you know. Gene Wilder movie. Ah, right. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. e- either way, I know that when he entered negotiations with them. Um, you know, it was off the back of some very successful work that he'd done, but every pitch that he brought to them 
they were just really unconvinced that it made sense. Um, and a, a fantastic parody as well. Like it really, really works. And I think it holds up as well. Um, stronger than, than most comedies. I think comedy is a genre that ages very, very quickly. Um, and there's a story that he told them all of this stuff about Young Frankenstein. They weren't happy with any of it. They didn't think the humor really worked. They didn't like that it was a horror. They didn't really understand that it was a comedy horror. They didn't like his casting decisions. And then at the end of this big, long meeting, even though I think he was tied into a contract where he had that creative control. So no matter what, they had to go along with it. I think that's why they were so upset. But I think he held back right until the last moment the fact that it was going to be shot in black and white. And uh, according to him, they essentially chased him out of the boardroom. But, you know, he made it and it still holds up today. What a fantastic film. Yeah. And particularly, you know, watching the Universal movies and stuff and then seeing those pure sort of comedy versions of it in ways. And um, Have you ever heard of Young Einstein? I haven't. Well, <clears throat> let me tell you a tale. <laughs> I've heard of so, young, um, is it, uh, young Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a way, he was a scientist, much like Batman, detectives and scientists. That um, would be a good, a good genre to do, actually, for one of these episodes. Um, the, the young versions, you know, like um, Muppets yeah, yeah. Babies. There's loads of yeah. like, you know, miniature versions. I, lo I love, I think that's such a funny trope. Yes, Muppet Babies, Young Indiana Jones, um, and, and they're doing a they're doing a young girl Sherlock Holmes with Millie Bobby Brown to be released oh, soon. Brilliant, okay. which is based on uh, a novel book series about Sherlock Holmes's sister or something. Okay. I don't. Know. Yeah. Well, the next um, I think the next episode we're possibly going to do wizards, but then after that we can mm. do young young versions. Anyway, so. Young Einstein, right? There was a there was an Australian um, sort of uh, actor, comedy actor, um, called Yahoo Serious, who was yes, that was his name, Yahoo Serious, okay. and he he. Uh, <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm not judging. They they tried to make him big for a while. You know what I mean? Uh, he he was going to be the young Paul Hogan, but <laughs> he he. He was in a film about Ned Kelly as well, like a comedy version of that, like a young nigga, very similar to but Young Einstein. But Young Einstein is just very much that, like a comedy retelling of um, Einstein's youth, but retelling Einstein as an Australian living in the outback. And then he, I think he goes to Britain or he, he becomes, uh, <laughs> or he goes somewhere. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but uh, he, he, it's before he sort of becomes Einstein. But um, he invents the electric guitar um, in the movie. And that's the sort of main driving thrust of the movie is that in the outback uh, with all these tools and stuff, he invents the electric guitar and um, starts uh, making music and then uh, becomes Einstein, I think. I mean, I haven't seen the film for a long time. Um, and between that time, I have done a lot of drugs. I mean, so it, it's almost it's giving me shades of like Buckaroo Bonsai. Check it out on, on YouTube, the trailer. I mean, it's. I had this film on. This was like a VHS classic to me. We used to rent it all the time. Um, I had a very low humour level, I think, as a child. <laughs> um, it's. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say it holds up now, but I'm de I really do want to watch it again. Um, what actors 
to your knowledge, didn't get the chance to play a mad scientist, but you think would be wonderful at it? Um, well, I'd like to see some more female um, mad scientists, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, um, I think Sigourney Weaver's always solid in the role. Yeah, but are you just thinking, oh, because she's so much in the sci-fi genre, why don't we get yeah. someone who's completely out of it? I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I think, it, yeah, it, it's, uh, I think you make a really good point because um, normally when females are the villains, they tend to take like the evil queen trope. Um, but they, 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 you are right. They rarely use their, their brains as like their main weapon. Um, a, a, a more recent example where they do do this, I believe, is in Dread uh, with Lena Headey. She's yeah. very clever. Um, Great character in that, yeah. Yeah, she isn't just cruel. She's she's very um, uh, calculating. Yeah, yeah, I th yeah, I think she's one of the strongest uh, things in that movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> the the start, you know, the style and her, she very good. Um, yeah, so well. we'll Lena, she'd be a great mad scientist. Yeah, good point. Um, Definitely. You know, um, leading a sort of mad scientist movie. Um, you know, or so, or like body swap movies. Um, are they like do they come in science? You have a lot of them where a man goes into a woman's body or a woman goes into a man's body, or mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, and they were a big deal in the eighties. How long have we been waiting for this triplets movie? I know. I mean, I feel like this was teased in like '98. So I mean, yeah, they they could they could be classed as science project movies, the twins yeah. movies. Because what about the one? I mean, I, I've only catched it like once on one, like like a, like on a Sunday afternoon. But um, aren't the the Arn, Arnie, um, <laughs> Arnie Arnie gives birth? Arnie pregnant movie. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. film. It's called Junior. Yeah. Oh it's no. Got, it's got Danny DeVito in like in Twins. It's Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger. And I was like, oh, those two teaming up again. Brilliant. Twins was amazing. It's just a bit this one? Seems oh. a bit much. Yeah. He's having a baby, is he? Arnie. And out of all the people you'd want of men to have baby, I don't know. It's just Arnie in labor. Oh. <laughs> yeah no that's i'm just having like images coming back like i remember the scene of him like emma thompson's in it you know having the contractions and uh yeah oh, get to the but, chopper does it come out his dick how do they even solve that i think it comes out his nose like in total recall that <laughs> big, when he pulls out the big thing out of his face it's like that um, um, and he's got three tits to milk as well <laughs> cool Sorry. cool well i think we should move on to the pitch section of our episode now uh this is what movie bong is all about um every week we pitch movie ideas uh, for films that don't exist yet, but we believe should. We're going to be remaining within our theme of the week of mad science. Uh, we've both cooked up some terrible ideas. Uh, Mike, do you remember whose who's go it is to go first? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I think it might be me. I'll go. I'll go first. 
Um, you go. I'm going to need a little bit of help with mine because I've sort of like worked out the basics, but uh, but not 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 all of it. It needs fleshing out. It needs fleshing out. Um, so my idea, uh, Michael Shannon. You know Michael Shannon. What a fantastic actor he is. Um, okay. He was in uh, The Shape of Water. He's in a movie on BBC iPlayer at the moment called 99 Homes. He uh, started... Well, I first took notice of him in Boardwalk Empire. I think he's absolutely phenomenal in that show. Um, yeah. He drowns someone in a river and it's, it's very powerful. Is 99 Homes any good? I haven't seen it yet, but I have to say the trailer looks decent. Uh, good cast. It's got him in and Andrew Garfield, and it's about uh, the repossession of Andrew Garfield's house. I'll probably give it a watch some point this week, maybe. Yeah. A thing I'm, I don't know if you're the same as me, but I'm in lockdown. I'm finding it quite tricky to watch films. Uh, I used to watch a lot of films, but I've got to the point where I'd really love to watch a film with someone rather than just sat at home watching a film by myself again. There's so many films that I want to watch, but I want to watch them with someone so I can chat about it. Well, we've been, that's why we, we've been doing our watch along on Friday night, which is that's, been good. That's very true. I mean, that well, is so true. It almost sounds like, like I've engineered this conversation, which I haven't at all. But that, that is a good point. We do watch films on this channel, on my Twitch channel. Um, because some people might be listening to this via podcast. Um, but you can watch this live. We're, we are broadcasting this right now on Twitch every Monday from 8pm. Or you can watch us, uh, join us and watch a, a movie Friday evenings, uh, also from 8pm. They're usually quite bad. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We have to watch proper dog shit, uh, you know, almost public domain bollocks. <laughs> So yeah, I know I, I know what you mean, and uh, but I have been watching a lot of films on my own because I just I don't just shove them into my eyes. I yeah, I mean, I, I I still do. Anyway, getting back to my pitch, uh, Michael Shannon works for uh, a shady government agency. Of course. Um, at a, you know, he works at a, a, an Area Fifty One like facility. Okay. Um, at his work one day, they obtain some form of alien technology, not too dissimilar as they did in My Science Project, which we watched last Friday. Oh, God, well, that, that was bad. Um, <laughs> but he finds this alien technology um, and he takes it. He takes it home with him. Uh, he doesn't think anything of it. It's sort of, you know, like it's uh, seems to be just a benign uh, metal object so he takes it home with him um at his house uh he, he lives with his wife and his son uh his son is played by now i always get his name i find his name quite difficult because it, it, it's an irish name it's one of those very very irish names fantastic actor uh he's in killing of a sacred deer the young kid oh Ewan, is he a Ewan or is he a, he's, oh, a Barry Keown. Uh, what, Barry? Yeah, he's you a Barry. He doesn't look like a Barry, does he? You had a problem saying the name Barry? No, it's the last, it's the last name I had. It's Keown or is it Keon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keegan. Is it Keegan? Um, 
But he doesn't look like a Barry, does he? No, he, look a bar- he looks like a Rafe, you know. He looks he looks cool. But he's a good actor. He's a fantastic actor. Um, so in my movie, he plays Michael Shannon's son. He plays Michael Shannon's video game streaming son. Right. You know the video game streamers, like like they do on the Twitch, playing all the Fortnite and that. Um, yeah. Well, his son is a bit of a streamer. Um, now. Michael Shannon brings home this object home, and uh, late one night, uh, late one night, uh, Barry comes downstairs and finds it. Um, it seems to sort of like turn on in Barry's presence. Like previously, it had been completely benign this metal object, but around Barry's presence, it seems to uh, turn on and do things. Um, anyway. I, I'm remaining vague because, again, I haven't fleshed out the, the exact specificities of what this box does. Um, but then again, I watched my science project on Friday and neither did they. So, so I think it's got legs. Um, now, in the morning, Michael Shannon comes downstairs to see Barry Keown has, uh, you know, he's he's bonded with this uh this metal object. Um, he's Bonded. utilizing it. Bonded? What do you mean? Like he's gone fishing with it? Or, or like, <laughs> you know, as I said, like I'm, I'm, I'm remaining vague because I'm not fully sure what this does. Maybe oh. he's integrated it into his computer or something. He's like, right. uh, maybe he's using it as a battery. He's found some function for it. Yeah. When okay. you said, when you said bonded, I just, I don't know if you ever heard of the weird, um, Asian horror film, what is it, Tetsu the Metal Man? Tetsuo. I've got it on yeah. Blu-ray. I haven't watched it right. yet. I thought that's what was going on. He was like, it was becoming part of him. <laughs> you basically thought he was fucking a metal box, didn't you? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I thought you were doing a science at, um, American Pie. <laughs> um, so basically, Michael Shannon is like, wow, holy shit. You know, how did you get this to work? Okay. Um, and Barry like kind of kind of tries to tell him, but he's a little bit like standoffish um, right. because it, it's basically this is a film. My idea, it, it's a film about adults not understanding technology, but not being willing to get so, so, sort of like um, to trust young people. Like I feel like young people at the moment are so. Um, are so oppressed generally in culture, despite them being so useful. Like young people understand technology; they know how to use it. Um, like, like, like if you if you if you're like a fan of streaming and stuff, like it's incredible what some sixteen-year-olds are capable of doing. Uh, you know, the younger generation really understands technology. Meanwhile, you've got old people in government who are legislating on this technology who have no idea how it even operates. Do you know what I mean? Like all, all of the, the court cases we've seen in recent years um, of like the Supreme Court talking to Matt, Mark Zuckerberg and them just not even understanding what Facebook is, despite them being like the judicial body that has rights to, you know, take away rights from Facebook, even though they don't understand what it is. And um, that's at the heart what this film is about. It's about a younger generation understanding technology older generations not understanding and the the horror 
that could unfold um, if 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 both sides refuse to cooperate. So essentially, this 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 object it's slowly taking over the mind of young Barry Keown. Really? Yeah, oh. mate. It's like it's like taking over his mind. He's getting a little bit. Um, he's getting angrier. He's getting more snappy. You know. He's uh, slightly more violent in school. He's, he's... So like, like, like a gamer then? You're just describing... <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we are, we are on Twitch. You don't want to upset people in the chat by having a go at gamers. Just a joke, guys. Just a, <laughs> just a joke. Just a... Um, right, okay. So, uh, so in the end, like, um, Michael's trying to get Barry to tell him how this thing operates so that he can show... The rest of his colleagues and co-workers so that you know michael shannon could get a a promotion or something from barry's discovery right um, but barry refuses to uh, give over his ideas to his elderly father and in the end like barry is brought in to this government facility to to do a talk on it you know to show the government facility how it operates Right. Um, but that doesn't go very well either for similar reasons. And in the end, uh, Barry convinces Michael and uh, this Pentagon-like agency to bring in a team of his peers, young, young teenagers, to, to run a secret department within this shady government agency uh, where they will develop uh, weapons and future technology utilizing this um alien object yeah right okay and it, it you know it's it all goes wrong uh <laughs> because the aliens have obviously brainwashed all of these young people um and it's actually it's just a ploy by an alien military force um, for them to gain access to um, one of the world's uh, greatest uh, security facilities, yeah? So they've right. basically gained access to, like, the Pentagon, and then, you know, they, they just fuck shit up. It's ultimately a tragedy, you know? Like, they, they take down the, the human race because Zoomers and Boomers just just refuse to cooperate and, and share ideas and our planet. Surely that can be the title, Zoomers versus Boomers. <laughs> like, like Cockneys versus Zombies or, uh, you know, Cowboys versus Aliens. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Zoomers yeah. versus Boomers, that's got to be the podcast episode title. <laughs> yeah, you've got to, got to run. Um, but what does this fucking box do exactly well you know i mean you know i mean i'm glad that you've asked that and and i think you're here to help me decipher the real function of it i mean i've got some loose ideas about like um it can it can begin as like um a battery function um but then maybe it has uh hologram capabilities i feel like maybe it it, it must have some uh, Barry must have some personal use for it, maybe on his on his Twitch streams. 
Maybe it's a view bot. Personal use? Is he fucking it again? Again, you're you're obsessed with this. Um, with 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 with. Again, you're you're just obsessed with fucking mechanical objects, and and I I I think this idea is so much more than that. I don't call it an Xbox. I call it a sex box. Right. So, yeah, you're talking about this 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 sort of this scientific alien metal box. Um, yeah. What if that uh, scientific weird alien box is in fact uh, the box from Hellraiser, and then like the Cenobites come into it at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it could be one of those, um, one of those um, uh, deceptive tie-ins, you know, like um, yeah. like we did with Split, with yeah. M Night Shyamalan's Split, where we didn't yeah. know it was tied into a other shit film <laughs> hey, but it, hey. it was oh wait no actually no i take that back unbreakable is not a shit film unbreakable is is one of his one of m night Shyamalan's three good films hey hey i like split i think split's great i like the visit anyway we're not talking about him <laughs> um so yeah yeah so you you'd have these these I like I like the father and son dynamic, and I like the fact that they found um, this alien technology because that's just a classic trope. That, um, yeah, so the metal box, but we're not exactly clear what it does. Well, how about this? How about it's um, it's kind of a mini robot. How about this, right? How about if Michael Shannon comes down in the morning, and there's one of those, you know, like those Hoovers. That move around. What a Dyson! No, oh, no, yeah, but you know the automated yeah. Hoovers. What I, if it's I essentially am. that? And what's um, what's what's um really um impressive about it is there doesn't seem to be like a bag. Like the 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 rubbish that it sucks up doesn't seem to go anywhere. There, there doesn't seem to be any way of emptying it. It just seems to be absorbing matter. Sorry, are you selling a product now? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, welcome to JML. I really want to buy this. What is it? <laughs> you sold me? This is the JML Infinity Hoover. <laughs> wow, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> He's a part of the Henry family. His name is Harrison. Harrison the Infinity Hoover. I did. See, I've already, I've already liked this twist. For a moment, we, you know, we, we nearly went into um, horror territory, but we, uh, we navigated past that and got through to the shopping channel. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like, but I, I quite like this idea, and I, and I like, um, I would like this to remain a tragedy as well. Uh, really? the, the entirety of the human race dies. Um, I think this. I think it's uh, you know it, it's uh, it's a cautionary tale about intergenerational communication and cooperation. Yeah, yeah, topical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. I mean, it's not a laugh a minute. You want to go down the more depressing route, but uh, that's fine. You've got the right actors for it. So. <laughs> Dom suggested that maybe it, it it should fuck people. Like we don't fuck it. It fucks people. I like it, Dom. Um, so what? It, it's just like a, a, a weird science space cube that fucks people. I mean, like I'm, 
I preferred it when it was just a Hoover. That's another good title for the podcast. Don't discount that. Weird science alien cube that fucks people. I think, to be honest, I think the name of this podcast title is going to be R.I.P. Stephen Hawking. I can't believe it. It was Get over it. It was two years ago. I, I can't believe it. So sad. But great scientist. So, you know, there you go. And I've never seen that Eddie Redmayne film. I have watched the hot air balloon one today, the aeronauts, but I've not seen the theory of everything. I'm not a fan of Eddie Redmayne. I mean, he's supported trans rights recently on Twitter, so I'm back on board. But other than that, other than a tweet he did last week, I find him tedious to watch. There's something that is just so, like, everything he does is so Oxbridge. (laughs) Like, there's, like... There's not a role he's ever, ever, ever going to play where it's someone that hasn't studied in the grounds of Oxford or Cambridge. Like, I don't think that he's capable of playing a character that has studied outside of those two university colleges. He just gives off a tweed energy. Good band name. Like, he looks like... He could excrete a pipe at any moment. <laughs> oh, God. Um, he looks like he considers whittling a great hobby. I've met many people who whittle. And, I bet yeah. you have. I bet you've met a right few whittlers in your time. Hey. Um, yeah, that's the whittling game. <laughs> um, cool, yeah, so that's my pitch, I think. Okay, Alien Sex Cube. I like it. Yeah, Alien Sex Cube. Yeah, I think I might I might stick with that title actually, Alien Sex Cube. <laughs> Again, another good band name. Great band name, Alien Sex uh, Cube. Okay, so uh we'll go around to my ideas, I think. Yeah, please. Great. Um okay. So, um a lot of the times uh in this podcast we um, we will often just come up with a snappy title and then work from there. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're giving the games away now, Mike. <laughs> you've never you've never done that technique, have you, Red? Alien Sex Cube. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we came to that title. That wasn't the title first. You know what I mean? So um, this one is very much that kind of. I had the title. The title just popped in my head, and then the film sort of followed. But um, I, I, I'll need help. There's a whole. This is sure. a whole workshop element. Hey, mate, mate. Here at Movie Bong, we you're not alone. We we work through this shit together. You know, I, I've got your back. Insert a gif of Arnie and Carl Weathers handshaking. <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> so anyway, basically, cut to the chase. Um, the title is. Beard science. Oh, mate, I'm absolutely already it. This is, oh, mate, oh. (laughs) What do Hollywood even do? We are out here making grade A idea. What the fuck are you doing, Jason Blum? What the fuck are you doing? Beard science? Yes, please. Beard science. Um. (laughs) Fucking hell. What what do they even do? Oh, do you want to know the Sharknado? No. We want beard science for. 
Yeah, let's just make another Fast and Furious movie or a spin-off of one of those characters. Ugh. No. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Like, that our great ideas are, are so overlooked. I mean... We haven't even got into what the film's about in any way yet. I, well, I think I think the, the title says it all. Well, do we even need to? Pitch okay, done. Okay. Next one, please. <laughs> well, maybe we should investigate like what we could do with a film called Beard Science. Because, I mean, I still don't really know because, I, again, it is all about the title. <laughs> now, um, originally, my idea coming from my perspective, was obviously um, inspired by the old sort of science project 80s movies I'd seen. You've got some prepubescent lads who can't grow beards. Sure. They sure. They, they start, uh, you know, doing doing like, like intense science projects uh, around beard growth, and then uh, an accident happens, and then everybody on campus grows beards, or everyone in, in everyone's got a beard, or I don't know. I mean, or the beards go out of control and start like attacking people. You could go the horror movie route. Um, so there's, there's a lot of scope there. But then, obviously, you know a lot more about um, the gay community than I. Uh huh. Um, what is a beard? Uh, a beard is uh, so like if there is someone pretending. To not right. be gay, a la yeah. Tom Cruise, uh, yeah. Katie Holmes would be his Early beard. Uh, so, like a, a wife who isn't really their wife, like they're there for press opportunities, red carpet, but in real life, they're actually gay. Right. Okay. So, um, so obviously, I've said my original idea: the the, the prepubescent high school guys that they, they, they start. The, you know, doing the puberty science, the beards, the pubes, they go out of control, start killing people, whatever. Okay. Well, is there any is there any scope for a, a beard science movie, like with the, the sort of, you know, the gay community? I mean, like, I, I think it would be, um, I think it would be a bit of a stretch if you went down what the the slang for beard means. However, I think that there is great scope if this was a movie uh, that featured a bearded gay scientist, uh, yes. you know, I think this would be a, a huge boom for the bear community. Well, yes. And I think um, there could be a lot of positive um, stuff from female characters in it who get beards and then are happy with them. Oh, um, oh, I love this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of beard acceptance and the bearded women and and that that whole that whole horrible, you know, conception preconception of that and the whole horrible idea of the, the bearded woman in the free show, that that's all blown away. And, and and then this film is about acceptance for beards for all. I think that is a, a beautiful idea, uh, Mike, and one that I I heavily condone. That that's lovely. And also like something that, you know, I think people should be talking about now. There are a lot of discussions about uh trans issues and one of the things I, I think people think that um uh trans people are trying to um manipulate their what they believe femininity and the idea of a woman is. But in actuality, you know, Cisgender women have beards. Some cisgender yeah. women have beards, like uh, hormonal imbalances, which mean they grow facial hair. 
um, and, and all sorts of other things. Um, th th there's a lot of things coming in at the moment which people will pretend is a trans issue, but uh, the they are actually going to become a lot of issues for cisgender women that you know may not look um, stereotypically female. And what does that even mean? Like, I love this, Mike. You're smashing gender boundaries with your movie <laughs> idea. Well, I mean, you could easily have, you know, a very relatable um, male-female uh, romantic story at the forefront. You've got you've got a kid like Tom Holland or something, mm -hmm. and his girlfriend, and they both, um, they, you know, it all goes out of hand, and everyone gets beards. But at the end, she, his girlfriend, keeps a beard, and then they're both cool with it, and they're yeah. both happy with it. Uh, or something like that. I, I, mean? I really like this, and I'm surprised an idea like this hasn't been done because I think it's a really it. When it's a story about body body positivity, isn't it? it, it it's yeah. um. It. I feel like it's such an obvious one to make. Um. It could be so powerful. I. Th I think. I think you've really smashed this. And it was all just from replacing weird science with beard science. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just because I have a beard. And I was stroking my beard while thinking of the film Weird Science. And that's all I came from. <laughs> I, I don't want you sat at home thinking that we try too hard to make this podcast. <laughs> well, I just, you know, I was stroking my beard and then it came to me. Like, we, you know, we, we put in preparation, but yeah. um, that preparation... Mike just consisted of us stroking our chins for a few minutes. But look how it paid off. We just, we just, you know. Oh, mate, you've just made the highest grossing movie of all time. I have, seri I have serious belief in beard science. I think this is going to smash the box off. Beard science. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I also think this has great potential as, um, as a family um, product. You know, like this can be a family movie. This has got... Great universal watchable appeal. You could watch this with kids. I think this is a really good um, way of like, like you can use the metaphor of beards to reflect all sorts of ethical lessons to kids. Um, you know, I mean, in the same way, uh, you know, like the guise of racism uh, is hidden in so many films or, you know, um, the warnings of communism is hidden in uh, Animal Farm or a specific type of communism. Um, totalitarianism would be more accurate. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, I, I really see this. I think it's got great uh, poetic potential. Totally. I, I, I really didn't see that happening uh, when I just threw the title out of Beard Science. But um, yeah, it's been a real journey. Um, <coughs> um, I've got, I've got one more idea. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll just flash out there. Um, inspired by uh, the movie I watched earlier that we were talking about, The Aeronauts. Oh, sure. Um, Weather-based movies. I don't think there has been enough uh, positive weather men, weather women characters in movies. And, and maybe, yeah. maybe that's why parents are so reticent to give their children blessings when they want to go into the weather industry. Yeah, I mean... Who have you got? You've got uh, Phil Connors from Groundhog Day. Um, Michael Fish is, you know, ridiculed. A, fig <laughs> um, a figure of ridicule. 
But I, I'm talking about like mo- what movie weatherman can you think of? I can oh, think sure. Of Bill Murray well, around. Um, Nicholas Cage uh, doesn't he? Pl- he yes, plays a weatherman. Called the weatherman, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously Steve Carell and Anchorman. But um, they, you know, and and you could talk about Twister. I don't know. One of them's a weather person, maybe. But <laughs> oh no, L.A. Story. Steve Martin plays a weatherman in that. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, and that's got great little bits of weather stuff in it, actually. Um, but uh, the weather people. I want a movie um, like you know proper like TV weathermen are. Um, uh, they they're like our last hope, and there's a big like um, geostorm style crisis or something, sure. and we have to rely on a team of a sort of expendables style um, weatherman team. Um, You've got Ulrika Johnson, Michael Fish, um, you know, uh, others like that. Who's who's that guy on the Northwest Tonight? I don't know if you see my. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. He's this Welsh guy dressed in a suit. He, he's he's, he's um, he plays drums. He's, he's oh, I know great. the one you mean. Yeah, the ginger one. Yeah, big in the gay community. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's 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 great. My mum loves it. <laughs> big in the gay community always sounds like you're just calling someone a slut. <laughs> Yeah, that's what. So I've heard. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know anything about him. He's just uh, he's since he released like a, a video a video of him drumming during lockdown. He became a bit of a uh, celebrity, and you know he's 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 queer and fabulous. Anyway, weather people, um, and and so they have to I, either they have to do some go against like a sort of geostorm style big weather disaster yeah or maybe maybe a big hot hot air balloon aeronaut style race with Mm. all the weathermen uh, and women weather people the film should be called weather people yes yeah weather people yeah maybe Um, that yeah that then i could i could see it as well you know like i could see there being some some line where where a guy's like we're not weathermen (laughs) we're weather people Yes, yes. Um, so you know, I just want to make meteorologists sexy. Yeah, and you know, have you considered right? Because I think I think this is a great idea already. I really want to see an A team of weathermen, weather people. I'm very sorry, weather people. Um, but I think they're going to need a strong action hero to to anchor them. You know, someone from the acting world to anchor this idea in the world of Hollywood. Have okay. you considered bringing in Carl Weathers? Oh, I see what you did. The man, surely the man to weather this storm. You know, you, you know, the only way they can defeat weather is with weathers themselves. That is fucking good. Um, very good. Uh, it's a tagline there, but um, I feel as though maybe Carl Weathers isn't uh, the full um, weather movie leading man material. Now but we know in Hollywood, Mandalorian the- though he's had a real good comeback yes. with Mandalorian. Yes, yes, I'll give you that, and I love him. Action Jackson is a classic. Go back and watch Action Jackson if you've never seen it. But Red in Hollywood. There's one man that you call when you want someone to fight the weather. And that man is Jared Butler. 
He fought the weather in Geostorm, and he's just released a new film called Greenland or something. Sure. Where it, where it looks exactly the same as yeah, Geostorm. Yeah, it looks like exactly the same, doesn't it? Doesn't it look exactly yeah. the same? Um, and I just feel as though he's, uh, now that he's done, you know, three Mike Banning movies, the Angel has fallen movies, um, that he's now Hollywood's weatherman. I don't know how that happened. Um but so he, him and Carl lead a team of weather people sure. um, and they fight a fucking hurricane or something. <laughs> um, a sharknado. <laughs> wait, think, wait, wait. Yeah, what? Now, I thought we, like weather people, they're just those blokes that they stand in front of green screens and they point at shit. How are they... Meant to defeat a, a hurricane. Because no, because that's the kind of, that's the kind of prejudice they're up against. They're real meteorologists. <laughs> you know, stop that. You you should just check your privilege for a second. You know because... what? You know what? What? Thinking about it, I apologize and I withdraw yeah. my statement. It's hateful and it's prejudice against weather people. Because of course weather people can defeat a hurricane in hand-to-hand combat, of course they can. And you know how they can? Because weather people can predict weather. They know weather's exactly. next move. They know its next strike. Parry. Yeah? Parry. They, 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 they parry the hurricane right out the way because they know where the hurricane's going to strike next. This is genius, Mike. Yeah, jab, jab. Five words. Ulrika Johnson was a scientist. Um, <laughs> again, is another title for the podcast potentially. But <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah. And just let let's make meteorologists and weather people sexy in Hollywood. Yeah. No, I, I'm 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 all for making. Um... You know, just just bring in weather people to the front of stuff, and and what a great time to do it when climate is so important to us. The climate emergency is is well, it's still happening, isn't it? Still fucked. Well, yeah, yeah, we're always fucked. We need, all... we need Carl Weathers on the case. Yes, to bring the weather with him, the weather, the weather with him. Um, <laughs> and Crowded House, the band can do. Um, the soundtrack. So yeah, we, we, we're all sorted. Okay, I'm I'm absolutely on board. Um, have you got an? Um, so are we sticking with weather people? I would say um, yeah, because I mean, obviously, beard science. That title is untouchable. But um, the weather people. I don't know. How about go? over to Carl with the weather? <laughs> No. Or over to Carl with the Weathers. And Carl yeah. Weathers, right, he's the leader of this weather person superhero group, and they refer to themselves as the Weathers. He's Carl Weathers and the Weathers. You know, the and weather- each of them, each of them have, you know, a bit like Captain Planet, each of them have a different power of weather. You know, one of them can do hail, and one of them can shoot snow out of her eyes. And uh, one of them, uh, uh, very windy. One of them is very, very windy. So you're saying they would, so we'd ha- have a load of new recruits, but Carl Webbers would essentially be the Webbers original. 
Do you get it? <laughs> just marvellous. Thanks. It's just marvellous. I think this podcast has really come together today. <laughs> yeah, in a way. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah, so they're my two ideas. Um, I, I think we should just stick with the weather people. I think it's a nice enough title. And, uh, and beard science. So there you go. Um, cool. Well, I, I, yeah, I, lo- I love your ideas, mate. Bearded science. Oh, sorry, beard science. Beard science. And uh, beard. weather people. Both solid ideas. Um, I mean, anything else to say about the science genre before we leave it for today? Um, no, I, I mean, I think we've covered it, really, with alien sex cubes and, um, and uncontrollable pubes and all that. So <laughs> I, I don't think there's a corner of science we haven't touched today. I think we have explained all of the science. And if you don't understand science more, having listened to this podcast, I, I, I think you're a... An, a bad you're an idiot a smelly bad idiot whoa 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 um that's bad science right so so i mean we've done science we're going to do magic i think next yeah we're thinking about doing wizards i quite like the idea of doing wizards um yeah not just strictly fantasy just particularly like wizards and movie wizards like well, this one scientists you know how much of a fan i am of the works of jk rowling um, so it seemed only natural. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, it seems like we're going to get into that quite a bit, maybe next week. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope not to. I hope not to to to, to bore people with uh, with with why I think J.K. Rowling should be left in a bin. Um, <laughs> um, what should we say? <laughs> I know. Uh, I think. I think. I think we're done, aren't we? Yes, I believe so.